0: Visible enemy called COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen, uh, and therefore, as a result of the the of, of COVID nineteen and its impact not only on the economy but also on various sectoral uh, areas and also programs of of, of government, uh, the department were uh, called upon to identify key areas of uh, of their programs uh, that could uh, have been uh, affected by the by the lockdown, and also a uh, number of uh, projects that were already on hold during lockdown, uh, with a view to ensure that uh, uh, some adjustment, some suspension, be made to those areas. Uh, as a result thereof. Uh, Our focus today will not be the repeat, we are not finishing the the presentation that we had. Therefore, we would expect uh, the focus just to be on uh, focal areas and problematic areas that were affected, that were adjusted. So therefore, I think what is critical is to get a sense in terms of the amount of the funds that have been moved to and from this program. Uh, The department and the entities should provide uh, elaborative rationale as to why funds were moved from a specific program to another program. Uh, Furthermore, departments and entities should provide the committees with clear implication on programs where funds have been uh, retracted. Most importantly, uh, from our side as members, uh, is to engage with those areas that were affected through suspension and adjustment. Uh, having said that, Honorable members, and also mindful of the fact that Honorable members uh, had a long day, uh, particularly our members from the NA, uh, our sympathy. Uh, with your, with, with, with the impact of the of the program on yourself, as a result thereof, we are going to to call upon a uh, honourable minister. Uh, he will be followed uh, by the chairs of the entities, uh, because of the long day that members had, uh, and. Uh, Because of the program, I'm going to propose that let the DPSA prevent first so that at least the minister is then able to make a reflection in terms of all areas that uh, politically account to him. In essence, the entities. And then thereafter, we take entities, all of them take entities. As the entities present, honorable members should note the areas that they would want to engage on, so that uh, when you are given a platform to engage, then you raise your uh, questions from, uh, one, the department, to the uh, national school of government, Public Service Commission and the center, so that at least we are then able to ensure that uh, we are done with the presentation and then you follow the engagement and thereafter. Uh, that is the approach that I'm going to propose that we take, mindful of the fact that uh, uh, we are not rehashing everything new. Uh, we are merely focusing on the adjusted areas. There's one presentation that has long, many slides. Uh, I think is the initial school of government. I'll, my humble appeal is that they must focus mainly on adjusted areas. I suspect this from slide 23. So it will be important that uh, they just zoom into programmatic areas that were affected, that were affected where money was suspended. Uh, Over to you, Honorable Minister. Do you have the Minister?
1: Yes, unmute Minister.
2: (coughs) Yes, sorry. Uh, I hope I'm audible now.
0: You are, you are, Minister.
2: All right. No, I, I, I concur with you fully that uh, it has been a long day um, and therefore we need to try to be uh, as economic as possible. I accept your guidance. Um, We we just want to say two things uh, that uh, indeed the adjusted um, um, budget um, has a number of uh, challenges or is posing a number of challenges. To the whole of the uh, portfolio, uh, the PSC, DPSA, PSA, um, uh, CPI, and uh, CPSI, and uh, uh, the School of uh, uh, the National School of Governance. But uh, what we have decided to take as a line, one is to say, let us uh, stay put in terms of our strategic plan for the next five years. And where the year of COVID uh, hits hard and causes a snag or a slowdown, we will have to update uh, our um, plan, but via uh, the uh, annual performance uh, in, in, in any of the oncoming years so that we make up without necessarily changing. Um, uh, that's, that's the first point. The second point, The annual performance plan itself um, is going to be affected. Um, The first thing that affects us is the cuts that have been imposed by uh, 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 Treasury, with us accepting because of uh, COVID and related matters. Um, And therefore, there are those cuts that have had to be negotiated. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, they hit quite hard, I must say, such that uh, our annual performance plan is uh, to adjust and adapt uh, to such cuts. We've we've had to try to be as uh, choosy as possible in terms of those things in the annual performance plan. That will have a less impact if uh, derailed a bit uh, to the overall strategic plan, prioritizing uh, them uh, so that they get as little affected as possible but where then we ha- we couldn't do anything we've then uh, had to succumb to that but even there uh, we will try uh, and make up and so uh, basically it's heavy cuts uh with a with the impact on the programs of uh, uh one kind or the other so with that, I think uh, I must hold it, chair, uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, the DG's the DGs will then come with details and and present those areas that you are talk. We are talk, You have guided us to talk to. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, thank you, Honourable Minister.
3: DG. Thank you, Chairperson, and uh, good evening to the Honourable Members. I'm just uh, trying to to upload the presentation, Jefferson. If you can just give me a minute. Can, can it show the presentation, Jefferson? Hello? Jefferson, can, can the presentation show on the screen? Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the screen okay. now. That. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. As directed, uh, Chairperson, I'm not going to go into much detail for the department, so I'm going to jump the first slides. Basically, it's confirming what the Minister has said that we have decided as the portfolio not to interfere with the strategic objectives and the deliverables over the five year plan, over the five years in our strategic objectives, but uh, focus on the annual performance plan. So for program one, We will not be changing any of the targets and we will not be dropping any of the targets in the annual performance plan. All our six targets for program one will still be able to achieve. I think it's six or seven targets we we are planning to achieve all of them. In Thank terms of program two, and, uh, what here we are um, uh, proposing I'm is just, uh, a little bit of uh, a different wording in terms of our target. Uh, initially, we system thought system we will be able to implement in the, in the full organizational functional yeah. assessment tool, but, but what we are saying yeah. currently yeah. is that we are going to 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 pilot uh, with certain departments yeah. instead of implementing can, entirely. The, 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 the Uh, Programme 3, we have a deliverable around the weight-setting mechanism we we the budget cuts have affected us in the sense that treasury has taken back about 80 million and part of the money we it's money that we needed to invest in this project of wage setting mechanisms but in consultations with the minister there is an agreement that we have to release grant internally for funding and ensure that the personnel expenditure review is done before the end of the financial year because delaying that may also have a dire impact in terms of how we manage the wage bill going forward Another program in program two that we're looking at is there is the, this big project around reducing the cost of public administration. We have certain responsibilities as DPSA in relation to that. Other departments have other responsibilities. Other departments like, I think, justice on litigation, public works in respect to government accommodation, um, national treasury as well on other areas. However, as DPSA, one of the key areas of our Focus is around the reduction of the of the wage bill in the public service. So what we are confirming here is that this project is continuing, um, and as the department and it's linked anyway to the issue I raised earlier on about the personal expenditure as well. Um, if I move Chairperson, uh, Program Four we have no deliverables that we would like to drop or change. Program Five, uh, there is a target there regarding Batu Pile Program. What we are basically uh, indicating here, we are reviewing uh, the wording of the target uh, uh, to focus on 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 the revised Batupile program, including the Public Service Month and the batupile Awards, um, um, and uh, the second one on the APRM. What we are here proposing, we are ju- adjusting the 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 quarterly deliverables a little bit to allow us. For consultations in relation to the to the country program um, APRm country program South Africa program cabinet has approved uh, the the NGC, which is the committee that's supposed to run the process and now we are starting full scale with the process Minister, Minister has already convened a meeting with the NGC during the month of April, of, of, of July program five again. Um, uh here in terms of the business modernization program, again, we are, ju- we are rev- revising the language that we are using in our quarterly targets because there's some work that we need to put in place before we get into the actual business process modernization program, which is an MTSF target. There are some milestones that we need to deal with internally in the department. So this is what uh, we, 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 are, we are proposing. Uh, program six. Uh, here, most of the stuff is this that relates to the technical advisory unit, DAW, the lifestyle audits, the database on public service employees appointed, so and discipline management. So we are not, we are not interfering. This, we are not changing anything in relation to these deliverables. These are critical governance matters in the public service. Um, we do, however, um, uh, the, there is a deliverable that talks to job competency framework, and what we are fine tuning here is the language, because before the job competency framework, we need to have an occupational dictionary that is developed by the department, which is what we are busy with currently in the financial year. Jefferson, uh from my side, that's all. I would like, with your permission, to then hand over to the CFO who will go through the financial implications. Thank you, chairperson My pleasure. CFO. Thank um, you.
0: Thanks, um, Honourable Chair, uh,
4: Honourable Members, and Minister. Good evening. I'm just quickly going to go through the, the financial uh, cuts, uh, the financial reports, which includes the cuts. As the DG has indicated earlier on, that we actually did not drop anything, we're just adjusting in terms of the timeline, uh, in terms of our APP deliverables for, for this financial year but uh, just for the sake of the, what we have been requested to present, I will, I'm just going to go quickly t- 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 through the members, honourable members on the reduction. The reductions that were effected for DPSA is um, 18 million, as indicated in um, slide 18, and we actually indicating the cuts per programme. These cuts uh, also include a compensation of employees, uh, it's, it's both personnel, uh, budget as well as um, 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 goods and services budget which is 80, 80 million the um, <clears throat> center for public uh, service innovation which is cpsi they will present it later later on um, but because they are part of our, our vote um, the cut that was affected is uh, six million so all in all, um, 86 million was uh, the Uh, budget reduction from the EPSA vote, which is basically equivalent to 15% of the entire budget. Um, In terms of the next slide, which is slide number 19, um, we're indicating the split of the reductions. Um, uh, Out of composition of employees, the reduction is 31 million. Um, and uh, out of goods and services, the cuts is 49, 49 million, and the transfers and subsidies, as I indicated earlier on, um, Honourable Chair, it's six million for CPSI. <clears throat> the, what I want to indicate, um, which is basically the details in the next slide, is that despite the fact that we 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 have a, a cut of 31 million under compensation of employees. These cuts uh, will it will not um, affect our um, our our aim of um, of filling on mm-hmm. the vacant posts that we have currently advertised and other big, uh, critical vacant posts. We will still be able to manage to do that because the cuts uh, basically were affected on on the savings um, of <clears throat> on on composition of employees. Um, in terms of the goods and services. Cuts, which is 49 million, that I've indicated in the previous slide. We actually cut uh, targeted the the obvious uh, uh, budget line items, as indicated in that slide. Um, 70% cut on, on domestic travel, and uh, 70% on foreign travel, which is 21 million. Uh, and uh, we also targeted uh, catering. Uh, we have cut the 100% catering in the department, um, venues and facilities. Um, we have cut uh, 100% in the department um, and we have cut training and development uh, 60%, as well as uh, on-stationary 70%. These basically are the nine items that obviously because of the pandemic, there's there's not going to be much travelling, uh, particularly this financial year. Hopefully that this does not, uh, this pandemic does not extend to the next financial year. Kijaro, uh, Of course, this is part of what we do as we host some of the <clears throat> of the departments mm-hmm. in terms of our work and monitoring and evaluation and also travelling. So we have cut on those and we will try and find a way to actually still achieve what we wanted to achieve um, mm-hmm. and, and, and we will try and be innovative in, in, in trying to achieve those without uh, uh, travelling a lot and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and 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 hosting um, uh, officials. Slide, the next slide also is still continuation of the details that we we, we indicating where we have cut, uh, which forms part of the of the 49 million under um, supply chain office accommodation. There was a, a real saving of six million, which is was over budgeted, which we have cut for this financial year, um, <clears throat> and we we've also cut under GHS, which is government um, employee housing scheme. Uh, three million. This is money that is actually um, reinforced under GHS. So basically, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, on a Honorable I would not go through the, the entire slides. But if there are any other questions, um, uh, I would, would gladly like to, to 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 deal with those questions. But uh, the, the, the next slide, until slide number twenty-three, we just explaining where we have actually taken the cuts. But like we have indicated earlier on, we have not dropped any basically of the of the targets for this financial in in our APP. We have just readjusted uh, the timeline and how we're going to do it. Um, So there's really no no much impact in terms of what the budget has done this financially. The cuts we had to comply with the with the special adjustment budget. This uh, honourable chair brings uh, me to the. Uh, end of
0: of my my financial presentation. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, CFO. Can we then uh, receive the presentation from the Centre for Public Service and Innovation?
5: Uh, Thank thank you, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members, Minister and Deputy Minister. Um, I will share the presentation. Can't let me if you... Uh, I think it's coming up. Honourable Chair, honourable members, I think uh, uh, based on uh, the input on by the Minister, uh, the CPSI as well has not uh, changed its uh, strategic plan and annual performance plan at all. We are actually keeping the targets. They are. It looks like my computer is a bit slow, so I'll switch off the, the camera. Uh, I will skip the slide. It's just information about what we've put in place internally within the organization to fight uh, COVID. These are our targets for 2020 21 we are maintaining all the targets, um, uh, not changing them at all. So we are retaining them as they are. What we would like to raise to the committee is that we may have challenges, but we are confident that we'll be able to to deal with those challenges. One of the challenges that uh, we face is face-to-face engagements, either with service delivery officials, when we have to go on-site to assess challenges or okay, engage can you just with...
0: Manage uh, the screen? Uh, my apologies. Can you just manage the
5: screen? Because the presentation is not showing. Is it not showing? Yes. Oh, I don't know what happened because it's showing from my side. Uh, I will ask uh, Pierre, please try to share from it's your side. Back. I'm not sure. Maybe it's my connection. Let me stop sharing. So, uh, Apologies about that. Somebody just said it's showing. I don't know. What's, um, okay, let me try it. Let me try again. Try again, yes. I think my network is a bit slow. Can we all see it, Uh, honourable members, uh, colleagues, and minister, deputy minister? Okay, I'll move to the slide that I was trying to talk to. Uh, Slide number five. That although we are maintaining all the targets as they are, we have a challenge that some of our engagements need us to go to the site also needs us to engage with uh, developers in the, within the national system of innovation as part of our projects in terms of um, innovative solutions uh, that we we we're working with. It also affects uh, site visits. We also have a public sector innovation awards program, but uh, with the COVID, then it will not be possible. But we're able to mitigate against uh, some of these things. For instance, with our innovation workshops, the community of practice that we do through the conference, uh, community of practice for innovators. We are exploring uh, in terms of uh, holding them virtually, holding webinars, uh, but it it might be a challenge in certain areas. For instance, in this financial year, we wanted to expose public servants to design thinking skills. And uh, when you workshop people on design thinking it, it, it's a very labor-intensive process. You need to work together. You need to use uh, paper, flipcharts, and so forth, because it's a very interactive uh, way of, of, of solving problems. But we are hopeful that we'll be able to source service providers that will be able to engage public servants while we render these workshops. Um, we, as, as indicated by the CFO of the department, we, we were able to, we, we, we actually, our budget was adjusted by 6 million. So we contributed to, to the response package as, as, as announced by the president. Uh, that, uh, the proposed saving from CFSI constitutes 32% of the government uh, goods and services um, budget. Um, on the next slide, it just shows you where the cuts are. Uh, we actually sacrificed from goods and services. The areas that we cut from, is travelling subsistence, uh, quite substantial, uh, 2.3 million uh, for the same reasons articulated by the department, that there's less travelling uh, to provinces to, uh, to engage with other partners outside the country. We also have a huge saving in terms of our lease uh, payment, a saving of about 4 million. That's... Saving uh, was was caused by us moving from our own building and moving into DPSA to share the building. So we are able to we're able to 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 to, to give that back to Treasury to cover for the COVID-related costs. We had just uh, just under a million saving on venues and facilities as uh, we are now moving on to to virtual. Uh, presentation of these of these programs, uh, just over six hundred thousand uh, saving on contractors and marketing. Now we are using more social media in terms of marketing and other uh, to, to to promote what we do or engage with some of our clients. Uh, just to emphasize that uh, the achievement of targets that require on site work somehow they will be affected. I just want to emphasize uh, the work that we do with, uh, within the Public Sector Innovation Awards program, which feeds into our replication program, will also be affected, but we will find ways of, of carrying out this work. We've changed the mode of presentation for, 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 for innovation knowledge platforms, so we, we don't foresee that we will have a, a huge problem with regard to that. And uh, as, as indicated by the minister, we do not foresee that uh, we will change uh, the strategic plan targets as, as reflected in the strategic plan. I uh, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you for the, for the presentation. My appreciation for taking us through the areas uh, at uh, the Centre for Public Service and Innovation. identified as an opportunity for contribution to COVID-19 we will now uh, invite the national school of government uh, over to you just introduce your team chairperson and then uh, uh, give over to, to the right person to present over to you chair Are we national School of government hello yes uh,
6: evening
0: just uh, introduce, introduce yourself and the team
6: okay no good evening uh, chair honorable members uh, minister deputy minister and colleagues Busaning uh, Aweni here the principal I'm with my CFO, uh, I'll only do three slides, Chair, and request the CFO to do five slides. The rest of the slides are just there for, for for information purposes. May I check, Chair, whether the presentation is showing? I'm showing slide number seven. I wish to know whether it is showing before I proceed.
0: Indeed, principality is showing.
6: Ah, okay. No, thank you, Chair. As I said, we'll I'll only do three slides and the CFO will do five slides, starting with slide number seven. Uh, I think, Chair, Special say in the portfolio of the MPSA, of the, the Minister, as we are coming here as a portfolio, the National School of Government is the hardest hit by COVID-19. That is because the National School of Government operates on a cost recovery basis. Eighty percent of the revenue of the department as vote number eight comes is self-generated. We charge fees for the you know, public servants who are attending courses at the NSG. Twenty percent comes from national treasury to cover our basic costs such as rental and other areas of compliance like CFO, supply chain and so on. The regulated functions uh, in, the, in, in, in the department. So we are the hardest hit as we indicated in the past. We have lost revenue uh, in fact since the second week of March when flights started to be canceled in the first week of March, we we saw the numbers dwindling. Uh, immediately, and uh, during the months of April, May, and June, we had uh, zero revenue because the bulk of our programs are delivered on a face-to-face, uh, face-to-face basis. We will show later, Chair, that we need to move our programs to online platforms, but we need to make this disclaimer that. Migrating the majority of the NSG programs into online will have a severe impact on the most junior of workers in the public sector, especially those who do not have access to laptops and data cards because of their levels in the workplace where where they work. And many of the workers in the front line who are our very supportive clients, are heavily impacted by this because they can only access computers and they can only access data when they are at the office during working hours. And we need to make this disclaimer. Also, we must make a disclaimer that moving to uh, online has a major impact uh, on our budget because we need to invest in buying uh, technology. Most of the online learning platforms like the one we are using for this committee, for which parliament has spent money to have a license for, like Zoom and others will require that we do an investment. And according to the revised budget, 16 million rands of the NSG budget has been cut. This then uh, means that uh, the money we were hoping to use, to invest in basic technology, like the one we are using now, Zoom and others, that money is no longer, uh, is no longer available. Also as we are now back uh, to training uh, after the revision of the regulations, we are taking much more smaller classes because of social distancing considerations um this obviously has an impact on 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 revenue it is good quality learning if we have 10 people in a class however our numbers of chasing forty three thousand people per year are significantly being undermined by the fact that we need smaller classes we must say though chair that as a department on on ppe we're spending less resources we don't need as much on our own ppe save for preparing venues, whether at the school or outside in the venues we hire, where we need to invest in in PPE. Uh, However, the biggest issue for us is investing in infrastructure. For example, today, we started a training program in partnership with a university in China, the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. It's an online training uh, program, or it's live, virtual, for three hours every day from 9 to 12, where we have mayors, deputy ministers, and senior public servants. That needs an investment for us from a, a you know, data line and other type of te- of technologies. And it will not, at this rate, you also can't train more than 30 people like that. It will not be able to help us achieve the target of 43,000 uh, people that we are, take, we, we are chasing. And lastly, Chair, in this background, This is how we're aiming to to respond and our adjusted budget still makes this a priority. We need to increase our bandwidth. We have reached international treasury as well as CETA. We need a much more bigger and faster data line for us to do the the webinars and uh, live training programs. We need to spend more resources doing marketing for our blended uh, training and we already started to do that. The interest is is changing. One of our online courses during lockdown recorded 2,000 students. For the whole of last year, there were less than 200 people who enrolled, less than 200. And during the four months of the lockdown, there were 2,000 people who enrolled. And we're hoping to achieve a lot more of those. And finally, there is a ministerial directive that we are finalizing on compulsory programs. Once this is finalised, uh, Chair and Honorable Members, it will have a major impact on the budget of the of the NSG because there will be more online, um, uh, you know, compulsory programs that public servants must enrol for. It will then increase our revenue in a more significant way. That is in addition to us partnering with higher education institutions who are helping us to reach scale. And the program we are delivering with them are accredited programs. After graduating, people can either pursue an honors or a master's program. We will, short of an advert, we will in the coming weeks conclude an MOU with parliament, which will enable NSG to offer two higher certificates and a diploma to the honorable members of parliament with universities, higher education institutions. This has been done successfully in the past. We coordinate and lead that program and the Secretary of Parliament is the one who make resources uh, available. So we will be inviting some of the members of this committee to join this, uh, this diploma and postgraduate certificate program. If you allow me, Chair, I will request the CFO to move to slide number 11. And she's got three slides that are showing how the budget has changed. Thank you, Chair. CFO uh, Thank you. Green light is given. CFO? Mm-hmm. Good afternoon, uh, Chairperson. Good evening, Chairperson and yeah, the
0: and, uh,
7: members. Yeah. Yes. Um, on the slide that is on the screen right now, um, it shows us one of the scenarios that principal was talking about, where we are reducing the class size. What the implication as in in the revenue? Um, it shows that we will lose more revenue because of the reduction in, in the class sizes. If we move then to the next slide, still controlling.
6: You are controlling now,
7: Pini. Okay, thank you. Then... Doing things. Apologies for that. Okay, on slide 15. This is now on the budget. We had a budget allocation of 206.6 million. uh, With the budget reduction, it's been reduced with 16 million. Um so the sixteen million affects us on the goods and services only, doesn't affect the cost of uh, the employee costs. So we've reduced our travel costs, our leases, partly our leases will be affected, as well as our IT related services, which we're aiming to help us upscale um towards um teaching more online courses. Um the The reduction, mainly, we've also had to reduce our targets, our training targets, by about 40%. So we'll only be able, we're planning to train only 60% of the original target. And on the revenue, especially on the trading account, it has been reduced by 43%, which I will show in the next slide. The next slide is showing the trading account uh, financials. On the first column, then says 2020-21, 20, 20, we're showing that we'll be able to raise about 132 million from our training courses. We've now revised that to 75 million. This is due to the fact that the training numbers have come down, and the biggest issue is that our revenue is driven by the number of people you train and the tariffs that are approved by National Treasury for us to be able to recover. So at the end of the financial year, we foresee that we'll have a deficit in our budget of about $25 million, which we have highlighted to National Treasury, and we're busy engaging with them to try and help us on, that, on that plan. So as I said, um, the main targets that will change then uh, the revenue coming reduced from thirty two million to 75 million. Then the number of people that we are gonna train, as I said, is gonna be 60% of the original target. So the ones on compulsory programs, uh, we had a target of 7,900, we will now train 5,265. And then on the induction programs, we had a target of 15,000, we will now train. 8,535. On the other programs which are demand-driven, we have the target of 20,700. We will now reduce it to 12,240. The next slide then is just to summarize the impact of this Changes. Uh, we are projecting a 25 million deficit. Due, this is mainly due to the months, as Principal has said, we haven't had any training for the uh, four months that we, we Even this month, we don't see any training that will happen. So there hasn't been any training. After we've reduced the targets and all, we see a deficit of 25 million. We, when we had the lockdown, we proactively started speaking to national treasury we wrote them letters we had meetings with them and when the budget ca- cuts came about, we also had discussions with them to to indicate to them what the implication of the n s g budget we but they still they they still implemented the budget cuts um we are considering they are considering uh looking at the m t b s MTBPS process where they can be able to bail us out, because we see that we'll have to get a bailout within around October or so, if nothing changes, if we are still not able to train. Uh, We've also had a meeting with our Accountant general in the office of the, uh, in the National Treasury, where we are looking as well at the prepayments to see if they cannot find mechanisms to allow us to use those funds in order to cover the deficit that we we will have. So these are ongoing uh, discussions with national treasury as we try and formulate solution for the funding of the trading account which is where we do our core business in the school of training. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you CFO for running through the remaining slide of the presentation from the Regional School of Government. Uh, Honourable members, we will now invite the, the Public Service Commission. Chairperson.
8: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chair. Uh, we've got the Chairperson of the Public Service Commission here. CFO, DDG, or DDGs, and the chief operating officer our presentation will be short and we would like to draw the attention of the honorable members to slide six this slide six is important for us because it helps the honorable members to know the budget of the public service commission as the minister has already indicated we are not touching the strategy or the mtsf uh, of the public service commission the only changes will be only with regard to the APP. However, then the budget is only with regard to the APP. As Honourable Members can see on this slide, particularly on bullet one, two, three, number four, the Treasury took 10 million from the budget of the Public Service Commission. This 10 million was with regard to goods and services. And as a result of COVID-19, the Public Service Commission has already projected to spend 3.6 million on the COVID-19 related expenses. These expenses are in line with to disinfect the offices, getting the PPE uh, for the officials and and so on and so forth. And this 3.6 means we are still counting because we are not even sure as to by when will this end. This means that at any given point, if at, on any day we had an, a, an official who is a, a infected, we close the office and disinfect, this can happen on weekly basis uh, anytime. So therefore, the 3.6 that were projected can still go up. What is important, honorable members, is also to indicate that in terms of the money that then they will be taken from the PSC, or that will be lost as a result of COVID-19, is the 10 million that the Treasury has taken Plus the 3.6, and we're still counting. So it's important to bring that to the attention of honourable members to see how COVID will have affected the budget of the Public Service Commission. I will therefore move and to slide 18. This slide 18 is important because that's where we are saying to honourable members, compared to the APP that the honourable members approved at the beginning of the financial year in uh, 2021. This is where we are introducing the changes that we have revised as a result of COVID-19. The only areas that the Commission has revised its targets on are those areas that have, uh, or those targets that have direct interaction with members of public. That's where we had planned to conduct workshops uh, on professional ethics, on constitutional values and principles and other areas. So those have been revised and removed from the APP. They were consciously removed because the COVID-19 doesn't want uh, any form of interaction under one roof. And therefore, we felt that we could not do. We have also changed the targets that have to do with the finalisation of the grievances and complaints. With regard to grievances, we have revised them from 80% to 60%, and with regard to complaints, as honourable members can see, uh, we have revised them from 65 or from 75% to 50%, and similarly with regard to constitutional values and principles reports, we have revised them from 50 to 25. We have the view that we will still be able to uh, ensure that the mandate of the commission are realized or is realized during this COVID-19 and the oversight will also be deepened with the areas that we have remained with in terms of the APP. It is also important just to indicate that In the process of revising this APP, the Commission was conscious of the fact that there are certain areas that will require visual interaction with the stakeholders. Uh, For an example, in one area where we said we had planned 10 interactions uh, on the promotion of Mm -hmm. constitutional values and principles, that one has been removed and therefore was replaced by Uh, articles that the commission will develop. The articles will also be central in the promotion of ethics and conduct in the public service. Finally, uh, honorable members, because the other areas are very clear that we're not going to change, uh, we didn't change anything compared to the one that the committee approved in the beginning of the financial year, is just to indicate that we have changed the focus Initially, the focus of the commission was with the health facilities where we were conducting inspections. The commission has therefore changed to the education sector. The education sector has been chosen mainly because it now begins to say, how can commission ensure that the Department of Education or departments of Education with the return of learners to schools they ensure social distancing, they ensure availability of the PPEs at schools, and also ensure that classrooms are reduced to the acceptable number that will strengthen that particular um, uh, social distancing. Those are the areas that the commission has revised its target in line or as a result of COVID-19. And with that, I think I would like to conclude the presentation of the public subscription. Thank you very much, honorable members.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Chair, for the, for the presentation. Uh, and indeed, uh, uh, you, the team was able to ensure that indeed uh, the thrust, the thrust of areas that uh, are affected are brought to the fore, uh, to, to, the, to the discussion. Uh, what we are going to do now we are going to invite honorable members to to engage with the presentation uh, I have the list of all uh, honorable members uh, to ensure that there is smooth uh, running of the of this interaction and deliberations uh, I will uh, identify all of them uh, so that if one of them uh, is satisfied with the presentation, then it's fine. We'll then move to the next person. Uh, let me start first. Let me start first with uh, uh, the. Thank,
1: thank you, Chair. Good evening, colleagues and the Minister and the team. Thank you very much. Probably less, let me start by appreciating the presentation, which was direct to the point. Having said that, Chair, uh, I, I'm sure the minister will assist on this one or confirm with me by perception. We, we, our fiscal is a little bit stressed or we are going to uh, witness a lower revenue collection in terms of tax collection, which might not change the immediate future in terms of budget, government budget. So in relation of those uh, uh, objects, Objectives or pre-determined objectives uh, that have been frozen or deferred, how would they be funded in the next financial budget? Or you'll adjust them again moving forward as a moving target or what? Because I don't foresee Treasury also having more money for 2022, 20, 2023 uh, financial budget also to accommodate the ones that were sacrificed for allowing the budget cuts. Two chair. Uh, is that probably probably my point? It's a suggestion than a question that probably uh, public uh, DPSA must lead the paperless uh, public services. As it were in terms of those uh, uh, functions that are office based in terms of their execution. That lead chair. Can the the department throw the minister? I thought the DG was going to confirm this, to take this committee in confidence that we are still going to be enjoying a clean audit report in in the end of the financial year. Uh, I I think those are the only, uh, or the very last one is to say, probably in your opening remarks, Chair, you made that one, but just to re-emphasize that uh, all the budget cuts that have been done, it doesn't necessarily Compromise the core business of different entities and the departments, as it were. Thank you, Chair. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Honorable Suma. Honorable Hai. Uh,
9: thank you, thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, good evening, and also good evening to the Minister and the uh, Deputy Minister. Uh, dg and the uh, leadership of the entities <clears throat> thank you for the opportunity maybe I, I should also follow up on the issue to that uh, honorable Soma uh, is raising uh i think uh, the na has just come out of uh, the the plenary session on fiscal framework as and so we adopted it uh, in the morning um but when the the minister was uh, closing the debate, uh, he was uh, emphasizing something that he also raised when he was tabling the supplementary budget. Uh, My my question is also directed to the minister, particularly with regard to the MTF. Uh, Because the the minister of finance uh, uh, continued to talk about uh, a zero-based budget. Uh, what does that then mean uh, with regard to the strategic plan? I hear that the minister was saying, and also the DG was saying, as well as the entities, uh, that the, the forecast in terms of uh, the changes will be on the annual performance plans, uh, not on the strategic plan. Now, my my, uh, in line with what the uh, honourable. Uh, uh, Lisoma was saying, uh, which I fully agree with, but then we need a clarification from the minister as to what then will be uh, taking in, into account the issue that uh, uh, Honorable Lysoma is raising, that uh, the, the, the fiscal space, uh, in addition to that, the fact that uh, the, the minister is going to introduce uh, uh, the, the zero-base budget, uh, what would be the impact of that uh, on the MTF, uh, I I also appreciate. Uh, I think uh, for us uh, from the NCOP, we, we have already engaged with the departments with the other departments because of the nature uh, of uh, the committees of uh, uh, the the NCOP. Uh, we will be continuing to do that uh, tomorrow and also on Friday. But uh, we we appreciate and also we've been expecting this because uh, as we. It was indicated even the, the last uh, period where we've been engaging uh, with the APPs and strategic plans uh, of departments. We're aware that we'll be reaching this stage where uh, departments will, be, will have, and entities will have to uh, revise uh, their, their budgets. Uh, so we appreciate uh, that uh, we, the ministry and the administration have been involved uh, with the treasury negotiating. uh, We understand that there were hard negotiations uh, uh, to reach uh, the level where the the, the budget is at now. Uh, But what, uh, appreciating that as well, but uh, I just wanted to (coughs) teach because this came from your presentation, You, you clarify the issue of the organizational functionality assessment uh, not, um, but also, in, in particular, the the personnel uh, expenditure review uh, that uh, uh, has replaced uh, the wage-setting uh, mechanism. Uh, you clarify why the, the money then was taken, but we didn't clarify because we, we need to see the link uh, between the change uh, in the annual performance plan and the reduction. Uh, of the budget for that particular item so this is where I, I, I got confused as to uh, what has the the issue for example uh, of the job uh, competency framework uh, for the public service which has been replaced uh, by what you call the occupation uh, directory. Uh, one, I would like if you can expand what do you mean by this uh, occupancy uh, directly in relation uh, to the competency framework, what the competency framework was going to be all about, and what is now this uh, new uh, occupancy directly or about, but also what is the relationship between these items and their reductions uh, in terms of the budget. So my question, Chair, would be... Uh, only around the, the department, otherwise uh, I'm fine with the, with, the, with the entities. Thank you very much. Uh,
10: Thank you, Chair. Let me just switch on my video as well. Thanks, Chair, and good evening colleagues and honorable members. Chair, I have a couple of quick questions. I'll try to keep it short because I know that it is late. Um, First of all, Chair, the the reference to the technical unit that was made. There was a reference that the uh, budget for this establishment of the technical unit will not be impacted. I want to check if that is correct. I want to confirm that and also find out what is the current status of the establishment of that unit and whether the budget allocation uh, as it stands um, will be sufficient to actually finalize that process soon. So what what is the current status on that unit's establishment? Chair also staying with uh, the question, the point that was raised on the DPSA presentation about the personnel expenditure review, uh, replacing the wage bill, uh, the the development of the wage bill um, uh, setting mechanism. Can we get a bit more detail on that? And then also, I know the minister gets annoyed with me probably when I ask this, but we do only see each other once every month or every two months. So I'd also like to ask for a brief update on where we are with the wage bill renegotiations, given that this is an expenditure item that obviously cuts across the entire um, apparatus of government. So any update on where the wage bill renegotiations or the court cases, et cetera, um, currently are. Chair, a third and final question um, directed at the Public Service Commission. Um, I was a little bit concerned about the downward adjustment on the targets regarding investigations. Um, the reason I say that is, is because I think a lot of us have seen the uh, escalation in in corruption and other issues that is going along with uh, the COVID funding that has been made available. So what assurance can the Public Service Commission give us that if you are revising your target down regarding investigations, that you'll actually be able to cope with um, the potential demand that will come from all these cases uh, that we've already seen about in the media and other places regarding uh, mismanagement of COVID-19 funds and other aspects of the response. Thanks, Chair.
0: Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Do we have other locality with us? Another uh, Laplani? No, I'm uh, covered, Chair. Yes, yes, another Laplani. Uh, I'm covered, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank uh, you. Honorable Tebekunu? Uh, Is Honourable uh, table Kuhl with us, Honourable CBC, uh, Honourable uh, Chair in <coughs> <coughs>
11: Excuse me, Chair. <laughs> um, Chair, I uh, just have Two, uh, cluster, well, two questions really. The one question cuts right across all the the department and the entities presenting to us this evening. And that relates to uh, COVID-19 reporting, uh, COVID-19 expenditure reporting to treasury in terms of treasury note eight. I would just like to get an update from the department and the entities with us this evening that they have, in fact, been reporting all their COVID-19 expenditure, that's COVID-19 related expenditure in terms of that instruction note, and uh, whether we will be able to get a copy of the report that has been sent to Treasury for April, May, and the report that should have been completed for June. I think it's very important that both our committees Keep a very close eye on COVID-related expenditure because it is free of any procurement restrictions. Uh, The next question I have is, on the 20th of May, we engaged with the Public Service Administration Department and I asked the Minister about the technical unit that Honourable Schreiber has raised again. And the Minister assured us that the unit was was functioning, but maybe not in name. He assured us that there were a list of people <clears throat> in his department that were actually running the unit and were actively involved in matters that they were dealing with. And Chair, the minutes will reflect, and there was certainly the recording of that meeting will reflect that I asked for a list of those people, and I asked for a list of the matters that they were dealing with. But unfortunately, Chair, as we sit here now on the 8th of July, I've still not received any list from the department as to who is working in that unit and what matters they're dealing with. And I think that uh, the minister um, <clears throat> owes us an answer on that one. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable
0: Professor. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Honorable
12: Chair. Uh, Honorable Chair, uh, good evening to the Minister, the Deputy Minister, and uh, the honorable members. Uh, Allow me also to welcome the presentations by the different departments. Really, one can see the job that they are doing. But with the NSG, I just want to know the for generating revenue has been revised from 132 million to 75 million. Is this based on 20 learners per class, or is there another formula that has been used to calculate targets and expected uh, budget? On uh, the CPSI, will value for money be realized where there will be no site visits to replication projects? Uh, those are my two questions.
0: Thank you, Honorable Kini. Uh Honorable Lansman. No, myself, I'm Kavece. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Honorable Landsman. Uh Honorable Kachalia, is, is he with us? Honourable Clark, Uh, can we then uh, uh, move to uh,
5: Honourable uh, Sorry, Chair, Chair. it's Honourable Clark. Um, I've got got a very bad signal as well this evening, so I'm really battling to hear you. Um, Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I have been covered by um, Honourable Schreiber in terms of the investigations and the concerns around that, um, but one thing I would like to request, and if we could make that a recommendation this evening at this meeti- meeting, that at every committee meeting we have, there's a report served to us on the expenditure of COVID-19. Thank you for our, for all our departments. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Honorable tuli, honourable Maneli.
1: Tuli, Thank you, Chairperson. But my hand was not up. Um, one would love to welcome all the presentation, Chairperson. Safe to say, I've been covered by the previous speakers, particularly particularly um, Honourable Lesoma, who was sort of charging the way. Uh, for for most of us. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Honorable Member. Uh, Honorable maruleke
7: Thank you, Chairperson. I'm covered by uh, Honorable Members who came before me. Thank you very much, and I appreciate the presentation by the presenters. Thank you. My
0: pleasure. Uh, Honorable Mulomani. Honorable Honorable Dango? Honorable Dango?
13: Yeah, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, just an emphasis. We are moving away from accrual
9: accounting into zero based budgeting. What are the implications for the ministry? and for entities with zero-based budgeting, just to re-emphasize what the Honorable Hyatt said earlier. I think it's important.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Dango. Honorable Matebula. Honorable, Honorable Boshov?
1: Thank you very much, Chair, and good evening to the Minister and everybody else. I've been covered by all the questions that have been posed to the platform, but I would like to throw a stone in the woods. We've heard about all the budget cuts that, have, that are going to take place because of the um, COVID-19 pandemic. What I would like to know is that if the department and all the other entities should see or should realize that they are able to carry on um, after the pandemic, would they be prepared to look into it as cost-saving measures for a long-term strategy? Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Honorable bosha uh, Let me just get guidance from the, the two committee secretaries. Have I covered all the members? I just want to check as well. Is there, is there any member that I did not uh, identify to engage with
14: the presentations? Uh, yes, Chair. It's Mr. Zbego Maspole here. Okay, well, uh, uh, Honorable Zbego, you can
0: continue. No, no.
14: Secretary, Chair, Secretary, Chair. Oh, Secretary, okay. Yes, you've covered all of my members, Chair, from uh, public service and administration. However, there's one uh, Honorable Zbego has sent a WhatsApp uh, a question. To 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 the department and, and the entities chair, uh, allow me to actually read that uh, particular question, chair. Agreed. I uh, will read it as it is, chair. Uh, my yes. question is with regards to government departments not recruiting because of budget cuts. Is this not going to affect service delivery? That's the question, chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
0: cabinet uh, uh, secretary. Minister,
9: the floor is
13: yours, and the entities. Uh, Thank you very much, Chair, and uh, the colleagues uh, in uh, the National Assembly. Uh, I'll answer some of the questions, obviously some will be covered by others. Number one, it's in relation to the fiscal decline. How will next year be funded?
11: I'll answer that
13: together with uh, the other question on the budget.
0: Or oh, oh, maybe, Minister, what you can do? Why don't you give the entities and the DG and then you, you wrap up? Okay. Well, yes. that's fine. Yeah, let's start with the
3: DG. Thank you, Chapasin. Uh, I'll ask the CFO also to be on standby on the finance-specific questions to answer. Uh, the first one being on the clean audit, the CFO can um, can share what his reflections are on that issue. Um, in terms of the budget cuts, I think the minister said he was going to answer that question. The question, there's a question around the organizational functional assessments um, um, and the, the, the the expenditure the personnel expenditure so the organizational functional assessments is really work that the department has is doing around how we support departments to improve productivity in the public sector so what we are saying is that we are not fully ready to roll out the tool because The departments are not ready. They've raised a number of capacity issues that we're working with them on. So we'll continue to pilot with a a smaller number of departments instead of fully rolling out the tool. But it's really aimed at how do we support departments to improve efficiencies and to improve a number of things that are happening in terms of their productivity. That's broadly it. The second issue around weight setting mechanisms. So... I think the easiest way to explain this is just to say it is a process, weight setting mechanism is a process which will involve a number of stages. The first stage is to do research on personal expenditure. So a personal expenditure review. So if you look at the public service, we need a personal expenditure review for the public service, which is your national and provincial governments. COGTA may want to do the same in relation to local government, and the 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 DPE has already issued, I think, a tender in relation to a personnel expenditure for the state-owned enterprises as part of the work that is being done by the SOC Council that has been set up by the president. So what we are saying in our in our in our app is that this first component. Of uh, the personnel expended, of, of the wage setting mechanism, we, 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 we are committing that it has to be delivered. There are financial implications because this is research. So there's lots of money you need to put on research. However, we are in communication with Treasury on how best do we do we do this, taking into account some of the deductions that we've had. But there is a commitment that it's going to happen. The next stage, once you are done with that is to develop a common framework, which, uh, which is at the core of your wage setting mechanism. That common framework will look at wages in respect to the public service, which is national and provincial government, uh, local government, as well as uh, the state owned enterprises so that you have a, a one view of the public administration in terms of the wages. Um, a, a common framework in relation to that. So you want, at the end, you want to standardise salaries, you want to standardise processes, but you still want to respect the bargaining council processes and the labour relations processes that have been put in place in relation to this to this space. So, and then this ultimately should result in a in a, in a draft bill that must go through the parliamentary processes that standardises wage-setting mechanisms across the public service. Mm-hmm. I think that broadly chair, this is how the project looks like. So what we are committing is that the, the first part of the project in relation to us in the public service, which is the personnel expenditure review, it has to be done in the current financial year. Um, the, 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 then there was a third issue I was asked about, the job competency framework. This is part of the defining the job competencies in the public service, in the longer term is part of how do you, it's linked to how you you remunerate people and how you manage your wage. But as part of the step, what we're saying is, there's a step that relates to us, we need to define occupations in the public service, which is what we're calling by occupational dictionary. We need to, before you get to a job competency, you need to define occupations in the public service, and that 's what we are saying we are currently busy with at, at this particular stage and we are going to complete it in the current year, in the current financial year and then if I may move chair right. i I actually the info, the information the honourable member was talking about in relation to the technical advisory unit uh, the numbers of the the people who are working in the unit and what they are doing. I think there is a I saw a report from, from my part. I signed a report that is being uh piped sent to the minister in relation to that, and then it will certainly be sent to the committee. So we 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 have not ignored that issue. It's still in the pipeline, it's coming. Um the update on the wage bill, I think the minister is going to do that one. The the COVID nineteen related expenditure, I think the CFO can speak on that, but I do want to indicate honourable members that for us, as the department, we we, 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 we go through procurement on COVID-related matters like we would with any procurement in the department. So we do the three-code system, we do the entire process uh, that needs to be done. Like, for instance, now the, the building of the department is closed because there were some positive cases that we've picked up. We've had to issue a tender, a call for 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 quotations and that process is unfolding. So we don't we are not free of the procurement processes in the department, but the CFO can speak in detail on on the issue that information that is required. I think I spoke about the technical unit. Um, a key to the functions that the technical unit is doing is really about around, around managing discipline in the public service and governance issues related to discipline in the public service amongst other issues. Then there is, um, I think CFO can speak on the issue of zero-based budgeting. All I can say is we have not received any confirmation from Treasury on this and what type of approach and guidance that uh, the, the, the we need to follow. They have not done that yet. However, I'm sure there is work that is uh, unfolding with the CFOs, even if it's not officially communicated to us yet as, 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 as H- I mean, as DGs. Then there was a, a question about, If we are able to carry on with the cost cost saving measures, could we would we continue? The fact of the matter is, for a department like DPSA, taking away 80 million is a lot of money. So we've had to cut a lot of positions, and that talks to the capacity of the institution to be able to do so much of the work that we are expected to do and um, so we are overstretching our capacity currently and I'm not sure how far could we be able to overstretch that capacity but we are functional we have our responsibilities and we're delivering on them the last one a uh, a uh, uh, question can I think it
0: related can you to, to... My apology. My apology. can we just uh, request the screen to be removed uh, yes, uh, yes. I'm the, not sure, Chair. Who's working on the screen? Can the host take down the the, the the screen? Thank you. Yeah. Because now yeah. we are now getting, uh, we are now getting
3: access to the information that we don't need. <laughs> this <but>, uh, level <laughs> Thank you. The last the last question was government departments not recruit not recruiting due to budget cuts. Well, it is a concern because well departments have had to to cut somewhere. And as I'm saying, for us as DPSA, we lost about $80 million and a lot of that money related to some of our vacant positions that needed to be filled. Um, uh, it, it, how this affects each department is differently, um, um, uh, and I think departments can speak for themselves, but certainly... Uh, it would affect, a budget cuts of that nature would affect personnel. And for a department like the BSA, we rely heavily on human resources, on our personnel as, as a department because we... we- are in the knowledge economy. People have to think, have to put position papers, have to do research, and etc. So, so there is there is a, a pinch that we are feeling. However, we understand the situation that the country is in, and we, with the little resources that we have, we really have to push and do more with them. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, <coughs> uh, Thank you, Honourable Chair. I
4: will just quickly go through the questions that were asked relating to finances. The first one from uh, Honorable Honorable Soma. <coughs> the issue around clean audit. Um, it is our our target and remains our target to, to obtain the <coughs> the clean audit. Uh, so we that uh, we'll be submitting financial statements at the end of this at, at, of this fi- of this month and um, the AG will, will audit those financial statements. So it is really it is our target uh, the clean audit. There was a question around the zero based budgeting um, and whether what impact we need to have in terms of the strategic planning and going forward. Obviously, the zero based budgeting, we, as, as DG has indicated, we have not received the guidelines from from National Treasury. The Minister of Finance indeed has, has pronounced on the zero based budgeting. And once we receive the, 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 the guidelines uh, from from Treasury, we we're supposed to receive them from from now. We would then have to engage in the process. Zero-based budgeting it simply means that the departments are going to are not going to rely on their on their baseline that they have. If, like for example, if DPSA's baseline baseline budget is 575 million when you go to on a zero-based budgeting, you start on zero, you budget from zero, then it means you need to cost all your posts that you need, you, you, you need in the department, the people that you have, and the posts that you may want, you may, you may need to to, to to fill, and those that you may need to add. I, again, in terms of the projects, you will have to concentrate on specifically the projects that are the mandate of the department, so you actually clean up all the issues, the like projects that are actually not a government priority. So that is zero-based budgeting. So you are not going to say, OK, I've got 575 million, and um, then I can budget and say, where am I, am I going to place this this uh, project and this project? You start from zero. And that's that's, that's the process that will be properly managed and, and <clears throat> closely monitored by National Treasure. So that's basically the impact, and that may have also a, a, an impact in terms of our strategy going forward. The MTF um, uh, allocations will also have to be revised based on the on the zero-based budgeting. So that's how it is, and it will have an impact on that. Uh, and I think maybe linked to that question is the question that was asked around uh, whether the department uh, would consider cost-saving measures if they if we are able to. Con- uh, um, uh, uh, we we're, 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 were able to survive this financial year with these uh, cuts. Obviously, the zero based budgeting will actually address that because then you start from zero. <coughs> the, um, other question, the other question question that I want to um, deal with there was a question from an oh, honorable member around the budget allocation for TAO, whether that budget uh, was, has not been uh, tempered with. Yes, indeed, in terms of the cuts. We specifically indicated that that budget will not be touched, so we did not adjust that budget. We did not cut it because of the of the importance of this task. So that budget is still it's still there in the line in the in the line items, for 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 town. Then there was a question from Honourable Team: Covid nineteen related expenditure. Whether the report was sent to National Treasury in terms of the practice note. Honourable uh, on team, the practice load uh, that you're referring to uh, on 3.4, it, it relates to all items that were procured um, uh, as emergency procurement. So in terms of, of GPSA, as, 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 the, as the DJs indicated, there were no COVID-19 um, uh, related items that were, were procured on emergency. Based. We actually followed the normal process, likely because that we only procure for the PPEs for the department and we don't have provincial or, or regional offices. So there were no uh, emergency procurements and that uh, practice not relates basically on the procurement that was done in terms of uh, emergency or where you did not use the list that uh, the the National uh, Treasury indicated. So we do, we do not have. Uh, a report to submit to national treasury. We did not submit any because we did not procure anything on on emergency. All all our, our procurement COVID-19 related uh, procurement were done for, um, following the normal processes. Um, but we do have a, a a report that we can share of all the the expenditure for COVID-19, uh, whether it's uh, or the, the ones that were indicated that were normal processes. Um. Accrual accounting versus the zero-based budgeting. What what are the implications from honourable time? I think I've dealt with the with that question in terms of uh, zero-based budgeting, um, <clears throat> how it's going to be uh, 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 applied. Uh, honourable chair, I think um, uh, that concludes the my the, my set of questions that I've uh, tried to answer the honourable members. Thank you.
0: Thank, thank you, CFO. Uh, uh, for the S- S- Centre for Public Service
5: and Innovation, there was none? The, the, uh, Honourable okay. Chair. Let's, yes, let's go. I, I'm going to res- quickly respond to two, and the CFO will, will respond to all the finance-related ones. One was about the value for money uh, where we are able to go on site. I think that will remain a challenge. Although we've initiated some of the projects that we have on our APP, we will sort of assess as we go on whether we'll be able to access um, site visits. I mean, if if health workers are still in hospitals and clinics, we will have to find a way of engaging with our partners to make sure that the projects uh, move forward. The next one, uh, it was around whether we will adopt cost saving measures. I think as the center, we are actually a bit excited as well that we we will be exploring new ways of doing things. And if it works for us, I think we will continue to use those, uh, the the, the new normal ways of, uh, the new normal, uh, rather than go back to how we used to do things. So if it works for us, we will then definitely adopt it. I will ask Ms. Annette Neymar, the CFO to answer all the finance related questions. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, thank you, CFO. Good
7: evening. Good evening, it's Annette it. Snaiman speaking. Um, I think can the question's
0: can, based can, on the can, zero can, can, can you put your video on? You see, that's the challenge because this is requested. Can Can I just make a humble appeal to members to switch their video on when, when they respond? Thank you. We
7: can continue. OK, thank you. Um, the questions on the zero budgeting and the accruals, I think uh, the CFI from DPSI already addressed that um, because it will be the same for all of the departments. Um, on the emergency procurement related to the COVID, um, we didn't do any uh, emergency procurement. Um, all our procurement was done through the normal procurement processes. Um, and uh, yes, we are keeping record of all the expenditure incurred. I think that is all the questions that was raised us on the finances. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, National School of Government.
6: Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, I'll take uh, the two questions and request the, the CFO to add. Uh, firstly, Chair, we remain committed to the targets of a clean audit, the commitment of the leadership of the school. In fact, all the executive managers are here in this meeting uh, listening. Um, The matters raised by the auditors in the past related to which we we run two accounts basically. There's a vote account where 20% of the money from the treasury goes into as well as the training trade account which is basically a business. So we, so we run a business. We, we sell products, which is training. And that's how the, the school survives. At least 80% of the income comes from there. So there are departments who do what is called the pre-bookings. So a department, it could actually even be a member of parliament who might have participated in our program before. You book a space, but you don't show up. If you didn't show up and you can't tell, we can recognize that money as revenue, so it moves into our uh, v- vote account. However, if there was a postponement over time, uh, that money remains in the trade, it's a liability we can't recognize as income. So in the past, the auditors have raised the fact that we must do an age analysis so that we must recognize some of the money as income, especially though monies where people have not attended training over a number of years. We are currently in a very uh, intricate process with National Treasury, and in particular with the Accountant General, where we need to identify specifically the money that is in the trade account, which has not been used uh, and people never showed up for training programs over the past three to four years and we wish to move that money into uh, our vote account this is important because it will address the issue of that the audit has raised in the past but also this is how honorable members we have sought to deal with our current deficit because of zero revenue over the months uh, of the of the lockdown so instead of asking national treasury to bail us out in the in the budget uh, that was read uh, just now we are working with them to recognize some of this money so that the departments who have not used the money, it can be transferred and become part of our recognized uh, uh, income. This is key, Chair, because just as we are doing using this platform here, there are many departments who do not have licenses for platforms like this one. This means even as we move to, to online training uh, in this kind of a platform. Public servants who don't have personal subscription to Microsoft Teams will not be able to access our programs. This will then limit access only to those who have it or at least those who are at senior management uh, level. The cuts are uh, a challenge for the school because if you cut training budgets of departments There will be fewer public servants who will come and attend the training programs of the NSG, which will impact our revenue. Therefore, the question from the honorable member about future projections, it's very important because our business model as it stands is that we work on a self-funding basis. So if the department decides to cancel all training programs, we should declare to this committee that the NSG will not be able to meet its obligations if departments cancel or, or withdraw the training uh, budget completely, uh, the NSG, in fact, as a department, will then require a bailout, which is something we've seen in SOEs, which is very unfortunate. We have no intention of getting into that space. That is why we are engaging national um, treasure. For example, the cuts in um, technology budget and the data Means the fewer public servants will have access to some of our online programs, and that's a matter of concern uh, for 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 us. I must state in closing chair that um, we are engaging the Department of Telecommunications and Digital Technologies. We have spoken to their administrative leadership to help us engage the, the to help us engage the telcos with the idea
4: okay
6: okay so we are engaging with them wow. with the idea of getting some of our compulsory online programs to be zero rated because that will do very well for junior public servants in terms of them accessing the online programs of the nsg cfo can you please answer the budget uh, questions
0: Thank you, thank you, Principal.
7: CFO. Okay, yes, thank you. Um, on the issues of the budget, the question was around, let me start with the COVID budget. We've, we have spent about 306000 on on the COVID, the preparation of making sure we have the PPE in the building for the staff. Part of that we had, which was an emergency procurement, was only for 78,000 rents where we had to clean the department after one of our employees had tested positive. That was the only emergency procurement that we had. Um, The other question was around the reduction of our revenue target from 132 million to 75, whether it was based on a class size of 20. No, it's based on a class size of 15, because with the issue of COVID, we have to make sure there's the social distancing when we roll out training. As uh, the colleagues from DPSA have answered the question around the the, the zero budgeting, and uh, it's for the vote account, the zero budgeting will be the same story as it has been answered. But on the trading account, accounting-wise, it has to use the accrual accounting. And I don't foresee that they will change that. We will still have to continue to, do, to use accrual accounting for the trading account. Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you, thank you, CFO. Uh, can we then go to Public Service Commission?
8: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chair. Uh, the 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 two questions that were raised, the Public Service Commission, or what the PSC would like to respond to, we are committed uh, to the audit uh, and the audit tracking schedule that we apply which helps us to identify or to deal with the eight areas that we identified in the previous financial year. We focus on them regularly so that we can be able to address them. Because once we have addressed them, when the AG comes in the following year, then we would have appreciated the work done in their previous identification. So we have done that. I think Honorable Schreiber, the point that we needed to indicate on the issue of the revised targets particularly on the from eighty to sixty, all we are saying is that we are only responding to the cases that we are going to finalise, but not the cases that we are going to receive. So we can receive as many cases, but we are saying we'll re, in terms of finalisation, we'll do the sixty, and more so because of the challenge that we have, because in many departments which are key in giving us documentation to help us finalize the cases. Such officials will be working remotely. Some of them might not be able to be at their workstation by the time we need the information. It might take longer. And we know that that's why we build it in, in terms of our targets. And for an example, even at the commission now, we have got 15 officials who are on self-isolation. Self-isolation. So we do note that that there are times where we might be having unpredictable environment or number of officials, both in with us or even in the departments that we work with, and as such, that might even be a tricky to finalize what we had hoped, which is 80%. But all the cases that will come, honourable members, will be attended to and with speed and with sense of agency and without compromising the quality of such uh, investigations. Just to say, lastly, Honourable Members, the in-year monitoring report, uh, which includes all the costs related to COVID, Commission submits them to National Treasury on a monthly basis. Thank you very much, Honourable Members.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Uh, Commissioner. Uh, To you, Minister. Honorable Minister.
13: Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I think the teachers have done a good job. Uh, just to emphasize here and there, one. And the,
0: yeah, the Minister put his video on and speak to the, um, and speak to the nation, yeah.
13: Yeah, I'm muted. Am I audible now?
0: Yeah, no, you're audible, but the, the, your video is, is, is on mute.
13: Oh, okay let me mute it uh, uh, thank you I, I just wanted to say on the decline of the fiscus of uh, the state there's one statement to make two statements to make the first one is that, uh, that this is to be and i believe it is the focus of the party in South Africa. That we should improve our economy first by focusing on economic growth. And that will result into uh, the improvement of uh, the fiscal. And that is priority number one, as far as I'm concerned, not only of us now, but of six administrations. And therefore, while working, we are not shifting our eye. On uh, the need.
0: The, the minister is not audible
13: enough. Not audible enough? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what else to do because I, uh, I did have you. You are bad. Right.
0: You are bad. Enough. Yeah. Just I'm to, bad
13: now. to that. I'm bad yes. 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 All right. Sorry about it. I'm just saying on the decline, there's no other miracle. Uh, we just have to improve and grow the economy and And uh, then from the fiscal uh, and, uh, and joining in terms of uh, making sure that the are cut to the limit. Okay? So I just wanted to make a statement. Now, on the paperless issue which uh, uh, the Honourable Lesorma touched on, I just want to say maybe the Select Committee need to get interested in this matter, Um, we take it uh, that part of our responsibility as uh, DPSA is to ensure that uh, the government and uh, modernising government generally uh, needs to go on and is our responsibility. But there is uh, an empowering uh, Entity called the, the, the CETA, the State uh, Information Technology Agency, which has not been allocated. Um, it, it's, it's still being dealt with by the presidency and it's for a long time now. Um, so it's floating somewhere between us and the, the communication, um, Department of Communication. Because when we started this term, it was uh, in telecommunications, but before that it was in uh, DPSA, and president didn't allocate it, and it's a kind of a bone of contention a little bit. I think we need to, uh, because it's regarded by officials in our department, something that will enable them to go on with modernizing companies uh, in a more, much more effective way. Clean audit, they have uh, committed themselves. Um, uh, all I want, uh, I stand with you as a portfolio committee on this one, that uh, we need clean audit. Um, and we want all CFOs in the portfolio. When they, when they talk, they must first talk about clean audit, that uh, they are on course, they are going to, and we emphasize it all the time. And then GG as the accounting officers. Uh, we also remind them all the time, uh, you, you must account for money that is allocated to you. That is the first and foremost thing. Otherwise, uh, uh, we, we remain focused on it. Zero budgeting, I think they have found but one element thereof is that um, it will mean each department will have to know exactly what they want to do and what to prioritize. Because you'll come Will come, treasury will come with a clean slate, as uh, uh, they, they are saying uh, that there is no baseline. So, when you put your matters um, on on the zero budgeting process, that you are asking treasury to find to fund them, it means that you have to be very clear you know, why you need them, uh, your motivation, your costing your impact overall on the overall goals of government and so on. So there's a lot of work that we need to do there. I'm just emphasizing that indeed they are there. On how uh, I, I thought the TGA will uh, indicate actually that uh, the posts have been advertised. I don't know when they are closing. All I'm saying to uh, maybe you need to give us some one minute, just to say, yes, we have advertised, yes, we are closing, uh, and then we are just starting the process of appointing. Because I know that has been done. Adverts have been done. And uh, I'll be shocked if uh, they, are, they haven't closed uh, and, and they should be giving us dates uh, to interview and appoint. But otherwise, warm uh, uh, will on on that. Uh, they have covered all other matters, uh, and, and the extra that I wanted to uh, cover was yeah, uh, it had, I don't know. I think all of them have been now covered, except to say, of course, if uh, if what we're doing in government now, in terms of uh, um, what, what people now want to refer as the uh, austerity measures, which we argue were not on austerity measures. We're merely saying, uh, let us let us uh, ensure we don't waste, um, and, and that will stay on course on that one part. If the current measures, including those that are imposed by COVID, prove that we can do whatever we need to do. Of course, we we'll will line up and align ourselves with such expenditure. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, Minister, for the, the comprehensive uh, response to the to the questions uh, leading the team. Honourable uh, members, the the, uh, the department and its entities has uh, responded.
14: Uh, uh,
0: sorry, chair. I want to. to sorry, just chair. Just want to. I think it's to the. Uh, the minister said, "DG, we might just give give a uh, one minute just to indicate the process uh, where the uh, the process of selection and recruitment. Where is it thus far, DG?" Mm -hmm. Yes, the issue of the advert that the minister raised.
3: Oh, yes, we we advertised for the technical advisory unit, chief director and one director position there for discipline management. The positions have closed. We've um, put panels together. We're targeting the month of July to be able to do the interviews for the posts. Um so the that process is ongoing. Minister has given us deadlines to ensure that um, um by a certain time frame appointments must have been made, which is why we're pushing for July to do interviews, Cheperson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, And, think, yeah. and Cheperson, Cheperson. Cheperson. Sorry, Cheperson, yes. just to again confirm that the the, the 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 positions are in the structure, there are two directors currently who are part of that structure as it is. One has been appointed an acting chief director. So the unit is functioning. These two directors were responsible for ethics and integrity in the department in the previous structure, and they have since been transferred to the technical unit. And um, they are part of the core team that is currently running with the unit. They have some other positions below them that report to them. Thank you. Thank you.
10: There is Chairperson, there is, Hi, is there any follow-up question? Yes, Chairperson, I believe there was one question missed regarding the wage bill negotiations. I don't think the, the Minister addressed it. Yes,
13: Minister? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry about that.
0: Uh, no problem, Sorry minister. about
13: that. No, we did report last time that um, after all had been said and done, we had to go to conciliation and uh, we couldn't agree. We then uh, had to go to arbitration. And uh, while we were at arbitration, waiting for days, dates, uh, to sit on arbitration, where one of the unions uh, took us to labor court, we have uh, since um, um, taken an approach that uh, sought to combine uh, labor court case and uh, arbitration uh, and and, uh, we uh, while while we were uh, approaching the arbitrator uh, on that matter uh, uh, there was no agreement uh, up to when we then had to approach the labor court on our own to apply for um, a state of arbitration pending the sitting of the case at the Labour Court, because we felt we needed uh, to streamline the case uh, so that we don't sit at arbitration and afterwards we sit at uh, at the Labour Court on the same issues, same arguments, same everything. We needed to um, economise the case. So where we are now, we we. Friday, there won't be an argument why we are wanting uh, to stay uh, and then proceed to labor courts. That's why we're heading to with uh, all the parties. Thank you. Thank you,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Minister, for, for uh, covering that uh, point uh, in terms of uh, where we are with the engagement on the bill. Honourable members, I I want to believe that uh, the the team has uh, comprehensively responded to the uh, questions that were posed around the presentations. Uh, When we started, we said it is important to get a sense in terms of uh, what are the key uh, areas on the budget that will be affected. That will be adjusted. The amount. Uh, where is it moved from? Where is it going? Uh, the department, of the entities, uh, I want to believe that they have uh, done uh, justice uh, to to that uh, uh, question. And uh, I think what is important is the is the underlying point raised by the minister, that indeed the start plan remains unchanged uh, and that uh, it remains uh, uh, intact. Uh, of course, there are a number of uh, programs under the, under the ATT that were identified uh, in the rating of resources to meet the intervention. Uh, by national treasury uh, and I believe that uh, when it comes to the uh, uh, department further uh, there has been an issue around the revision and reduction of the annual targets uh, likewise with the with the issue of the of the uh, various entities uh, I want to believe that uh, there was uh, clarity uh, uh, of thought from the national school of government around uh, the issue around face-to-face initiative, uh, revenue generating, uh, uh, whether uh, are we uh, sticking to 20 learners, they were clear, uh, 50 learners, so that the the issue around the social distance, distancing uh, becomes, uh, the order of the day, uh, the revision around uh, the uh, the revision, downwards around training numbers and revenue generation uh, targets. These areas were engaged, and uh, issue around remote remote working uh, arrangements has been covered. Uh, how the good and services across all the across the entities and the department has been affected. Uh, Issue around uh, around center public issues around uh, uh, the impossibility of the site visit and the response around around uh, around that uh, the issues around mutual innovation workshops and conferences has been uh, has been indicated but I think more than that I think the issue around the personnel expenditure review the technical unit the the, uh, the 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 uh, the team responded uh, accordingly uh, at the level of the DPC, uh, but also I think at the the, the change of emphasis on the Public Service Commission, uh, particularly uh, putting more emphasis on the education uh, around the uh, ensuring that the return of uh, of pupils to, to our schools. Uh, their safety is not compromised, so therefore uh, they will be uh, putting much more emphasis in terms of the readiness uh, around uh, PPEs and also is uh, physical distance observed. Uh, key to this is that uh, in, in, in a nutshell, uh, the the target uh, as, as, as encapsulated uh, in the MTSF uh, remains unaffected. Uh, those programs remains uh, remains in place. Of course, uh, uh, what is affected is a uh, reduction uh, in terms of uh, targets, movement of targets, but also ensuring that uh, they remain on course. Uh, I want to believe that uh, uh, they have done justice to those uh, areas of our expectations that we said right at the beginning of the meeting, and with that, uh, if members are happy, let me then take this opportunity to, on behalf of the
14: of the of the, of the joint committees. Sorry, chair. Us, uh, hello. Sorry, chair is the secretary of of the PC. Yes, chair. Yes. And, just, just to record, Chairman, for record purposes, Chair, uh, I did not want to stop the meeting uh, in the beginning, as we were just worried about time. Uh, can you we, can we take note of the apologies, Chair, of, of two apologies for the committee? Uh, Honorable James, our uh, Chairperson, and uh, Honorable Memo Tsepe, who were not able to attend the meeting. Those are the two apologies, Chair.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, that is Beko. I did. I did raise the apology of the chair, right at the beginning. Uh, of course, I was not aware of the apology of the uh, members. Those are the apologies. Let's uh, record them uh, for the purpose of the of, 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 of the proceedings. Uh, but more than that, I think uh, uh, we are happy. Let me express uh, our sincere gratitude to to the minister and the team, uh, the Public Service Commission, at the National uh, School of Government, uh, the Center for uh, Innovation, and also Public Service Commission. Uh, Lastly, to you, honorable members, I know it was a long day, and my sincere gratitude to your commitment to your stealing work, the, the meeting is now formally adjourned. Thank you,
11: honorable members. Thank, 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 you. Thank, thank, you, you,
1: thank you, thank you, chair. Thank, thank,
0: thank you, cha- chair. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
13: you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
11: you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank thank you, cha- thank chair. you chair. <laughs> Always feel like you were-